Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. And we welcome you back, everybody, to another edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here from the Evergreen Podcast Network and waitingfornextyear.com. Matt Dairy, Todd Dairy with you, as you heard in the open. Guardians uh, take two out of three from the Nationals, although kind of a weird weekend because they gave up 14 runs, double digits and hits two out of the three games. The pitching wasn't great. Every game, it seemed like they were down three, nothing to start the game or yesterday, one, nothing with Shane Bieber yet taking two out of three on the road. You'll take winning series. Now the team heads uh, North and West to beautiful Southeast Michigan for a three game series with the unnamed team. Todd, you were uh, you were out of town. I was sort of out of town, but we caught these games this weekend. And certainly yesterday, disappointing the bullpen without Class A, without Karinczak, blows the game to the lowly Nationals. But uh, they'll take two out of three. But there's a lot of things they can still clean up. And yet here they sit still, you know, a few games over 500. Yeah. Um, as you said, yesterday's situation, I mean, you, you had a sweep in front of you. 6-3 lead. Yeah. You can't blow that now. And your I'm ace gonna, on the mound. And your ace on the mound. Now, what's interesting is here we sit at at nine and seven. You're you know, you've basically gone the entire way thus far without Tristan McKenzie, who's your second best pitcher. You know, Savali's now out of the rotation because he's hurt, and you're using Hunter Gaddis and Peyton Battenfield in, in the rotation. Um the bullpen does not have Sam Hentges, which I think, you know, with the beginning of the season, you know, you saw Tim Heron came in in that first game, and you're like, oh, Tim Heron four, struck out four guys in a row. He's kind of come back down to earth. Um, you know, yesterday without Class A and without 99, you were basically saving Trevor Steffen to the closer role with a 6-3 lead. Heron gives up the two-run homer. Sandland, I, I you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Sandland doesn't do the job, and in the end, you know, you end up losing that game. But, you know, there were a lot of good things that came this weekend offensively. Um, you know, you did a lot of little things, which were good. I ended up, I was able to see the entire game Friday and, and the entire game Saturday, which was good, despite the fact that I was out of town. That shows you the dedication that uh, you and I both have. Not, oh, yeah. Not that, not, not that not that the listeners, do, you know, don't know that already. But, uh, you know, I don't care where I am in the world. I'm watching Guardians baseball. That's that's uh, you know it's but, like uh, it's like uh, you know it, what they said in uh, you know top priority of the summer like getting Aerosmith tickets in uh, in, uh, <laughs> in in, in um, days and confused. The top priority of the summer is always Guardians baseball. I mean the MLB app is just tremendous. It is, but here's the thing. I mean, you know, yesterday just I, I don't know. I it's like. You can't lose to them. They're so bad. Like Jamer Candelario, Luis Garcia, uh, Alex Call, 
Come on. Oh, now, Luis man. Garcia is 22 and kind of an up and coming shortstop for them, but like still a newcomer. Yeah, you took two out of three, but then I don't yeah. know. You have a six three lead. Put that team away. And this is yeah, how, and every game is three lead. You're right. Six three every, lead. For one time, could we get a add on a couple runs in the ninth and win eight to three yesterday? Like just every game is, is excruciating. No. And by the seventh, I, eighth, I, and ninth, I, all, they're all one run games. This is so true. I'm looking at the breakdown of the games that they've won. Okay. Other than the Seattle nine to four game on the second night, here are the game scores that they've won two nothing, six five in extra innings, 12 10 in extra innings, six four in extra innings, seven six in extra innings, three to two, four to three, and six to four. They have not had, other than the nine to four game on March 31st. They haven't had a game where it's been like, oh, yeah, the starter can go seven and then you can use Eli for two innings and then, you know, whoever for the ninth. It's every it's high leverage nonstop. So when you have all these high leverage situations like they did Friday night and like they did Saturday night and that or sat, I mean, for a Saturday day, then you really have no choice than to use guys who shouldn't be pitching in high leverage in those situations because you got to Sunday and you didn't have your best two guys. I'm, I, did DLS pitch Friday and Saturday also? Uh, I got to look that up. I know just he sa- pitched just Saturday, right? Just Saturday. Okay. I, I thought it was an odd choice to go to uh, Sandlin in that spot in the eighth inning. I mean, I know I technically thought, you got to you got to see what you have. The, that's true, and it, technically know? it's the bottom of the order that was coming up, and you should be able to, you know, to take that game, but. Well, the I other just, thing I don't trust Sandlin. I I Heron, just don't. Heron, the same thing. He got the first two out yesterday, and then he walks what Candelario and gives up a two-run homer and I, against the lefty. Yeah, that was not good. No, no. But that's what my point was earlier. This is where you really miss uh, Big Sam. I mean, last year you knew when you got to the late innings, you had Stefan ninety-nine and Big Sam that you could all count on in front of Manny and. uh you know, this year, and and even even to a lesser extent, you know, uh, DLS and and uh, Eli Morgan. Um, you know, they they. You remember early last season, Eli Morgan was like the best reliever we had until they figured things out with Stefan and and Henches. But you know, and, and, and I'm not saying you know, I, I agree. And like Sandlin at points looks really good, but he always has command issues. Well, not always has, but he struggles with his command often. And, you know, in that spot, I guess that's the spot to use them. It is the Washington Nationals. They are, you know, a, a very crappy team. And, you know, you want to win every series. They took two of three. I just, I hate losing on Sundays, you know? I mean, I know they're getting back at it today. And, I know, and, I know. In the, un- I'm in with the you unnamed there. city, but like, uh, I, I hate losing on Sundays. You know why? Because uh, we can't watch Bob Stevens and Sports Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Highlight shows on Sunday nights at 1135. That's right. Like the good are they still are they still doing those? I haven't like, turned on network television for anything other than live sports probably in 10 years. I have no clue. I mean, I'm assuming on like Channel 5 or Channel 3, they're doing some sort of Sunday night sports show. And I'm sure they did a lot of talk about the uh, the, the uh, New York Knickerbockers invading uh, Gilbert do, Arena the other night and, and handling their business. Do you Do you know... I don't think I could name you one local sport uh, sports anchor in this town. I mean, I don't think Jimmy D does sports anymore. I think he just does news, right? Or does no he do idea. sports? I don't uh, know. Does I mean, Andy Baskin do it? 
Ken I mean, Carmen is on 92.3. Well, I know Kenny's on, on Fox eight at like six, but like he's on channel five. Isn't Baskin on channel five? Nev Chandler. I don't know. <laughs> I, I seriously, I have no idea. Uh, who, Mark who Schwab. Watches, is he somewhere? Who watches local news? Mom. Yeah. Anybody over the age of 70 still getting the plane dealer delivered to their home. You know, Ralph Perks, a real plane dealer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, but you're right. Losing on Sundays does suck. And you know, it's, it's weird. You, it's still about pitching. Like you said before, and you made a great point without McKenzie, without Savali. I mean, like you're going to find out some stuff the next couple of days because is Hunter Gaddis, a major league starter or not, we're going to find out. I mean, he's pitching tonight in the freezing cold here in Detroit. We'll see what happens. They even play this game. Uh, the Tigers, by the way, and I know it's you know unnamed team, whatever, but they had a five and a half hour rain delay yesterday and then called the game. Oh my so, God. That's terrible. Oh, <laughs> because it was the giants and like, oh, they wanted right. to get the well, game. They had to. But San Francisco. Is... So fans are furious at the, at the Tigers, but, they, but this they... is once again, comes back to that stupid MLB scheduling. Why would you send San Francisco all the way across the country in April for their one visit? All to right. Detroit? Exactly. I mean, dumb. that's so stupid. It is dumb. It is dumb. But so they're going to be, I don't know if they're going to look at it tonight and go, wait, it's snowing. It's it's snowing at four o'clock and it's 40 degrees. It's or I don't know what they're going to do today and how they're going to look at it. They're going to just call it just to call it because but they the, could uh, also they could also make this game up. I mean, it's Cleveland. We're close. Right. Number one and number two. We come back there, don't we? I think we point. come back in like September or something. Oh, OK, but you're going to find out what you have in Gaddis and Battenfield the next two nights. And look, Battenfield against the Yankees. Um Mark Clark goes for his 10th win. He'll get it. Get it. Um, I don't know about, that was a weird start to me. Like I know he retired 13 to 14 and Underwood was just going crazy, but like, he seems like a two pitch pitcher to me, Peyton Battenfield. Like, like again, I don't know if tomorrow night is just, we're going to find out, but you got a guy in Columbus and Tanner Bybee that looks ready already. Like he just looks, he looks the part dominating. And Logan Allen's pitching well, too. So it's like, how long do you go with these guys, Gaddis and Banfield? Do you bring Bybee up? Is Bybee the next guy? Do you bring him up right away? Is this something you wait until June or July? Because to be honest, even with Bieber yesterday struggling a bit, starting pitching hasn't been great. And yet they're two games over 500. The bullpen's blown some games, yet they're two games over 500. I mean, like I said, you gave up 14 runs this weekend to the Nationals in three games, and they're they're horrible. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I'll be interested in seeing if they pull the trigger on Bybee sooner rather than later and bring him up here. You know, they're not playing well in general. I mean, it's not, it's sloppy baseball. The defense has not been great, especially the infield defense, despite the fact that you have a gold glove caliber third baseman and a gold glover at second. Um, You know, there, there was the, you know, in, in that bat and field game, there was the Ahmed low throw that Josh Bell couldn't dig out, which then it, it eventually, that was the Yankee game, right? All these yeah, games. That was Wednesday's together. game. That was Battenfield's game where they lost. Yeah. Now, or get, thir- get, was that Thursday? Th- sorry, Thursday. Now, get, getting back to, no, it was Wednesday because they don't Wednesday play on Thursday day game, this right. whole month. They don't play and then Thursday Friday, this whole month. Then Friday, Rosario cuts in front of Jimenez on a throw from third. Which was yeah, the was stupidest that? thing I've ever seen. And then Jose drops a pop-up on the mound. Like, you're right. It's yeah. not been the greatest defense the last few few well, weeks. Well, you know, the 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 Ahmed cut in front 
lots of people took issue with me blaming Ahmed on that and said, you know, he had to do it because Andres wasn't close enough to the bag. I don't know. Even if he makes the throw, Andres is going to catch it. I don't know. There's no point in getting into the weeds on that. But getting back to Peyton Banfield, in his game, he was throwing cutters. You know, basically, I, I saw someone, it was a cutter-slider combo. Someone called it a slutter. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> okay. It was a cutter-slider cutter combo. And it was working. He was he was doing decently. The original plan for him, um, you said, you told me this at the broadcast. They said he was only going to go, th- you know, three innings. They wanted him I, to go one time through the order, and that was it. Okay, so I, he I did was better there. than I guess he expected. Was, he, he he was decent enough, and he kept that Yankees team off balance. But he, you know, he was good through four. He had shut him out, and for some reason, you know, they brought him back out for the fifth, and it didn't work. And then it was smash after smash, and then again, Sandlin uh, had to come in and 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 and, and uh, you know, he immediately walked a guy, but he he bailed him out. But I I still think that you give Battenfield one more shot. It's against the t- the unnamed team who isn't good. Um, uh, you know, the, listen, winners of three I in have, a row. I have no, you know, long term. Oh, we should give Peyton Battenfield a shot. You know, like he's st- he is what he is, right? He's filler. He's not a top prospect by any means. Last year, when they had all of those pitching issues and all these guys were hurt, they never tried him. Never they brought him up once, and he for a weekend when uh, ninety nine couldn't go to Detroit or to uh, uh, Toronto. Toronto, sorry, sure, no, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, um, he didn't make an appearance, but. You know, you'll see, you'll give them one more shot, but I agree with you. If they're serious about immediately winning right now, I mean, I know they're serious about winning, but why can't you develop Bybee and Allen at the major league level? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. You can you can pick and choose where you're going to use them too because they have all these Thursdays off. This month, they don't play on Thursday at all. So you can pick and choose where you want to go. There's more upside. Bybee is dominating down there. And again, I know that they would rather have these guys stay down there longer and develop. And I understand that. But if Gaddis is a gas can, I mean, he was he was terrible the other day. The Yankees just destroyed him. Yeah. Uh, if if Gaddis is obviously, you know, Gaddis has made three starts. Yeah. The one good Seattle, start he had Oakland, was, and the Yankees. Right. The one good start he had was against Oakland, and Oakland is a glorified AAA team at this point. Let's be honest. You know, so let's see. I think both of these guys get one more look. In my opinion, they get one more look. And if things don't go well for either of them, I got to believe Bybee is coming sooner rather than later. I mean, he just, he looks the part. He's been completely dominant down there. I mean, I had no idea that he's throwing basically, you know, he's throwing 98, 99 on that, on that heater. I didn't realize that that was, yeah, he is, you know, so, so, so I think he's, why not develop them at the major league level? Like, you know, I go back to 97 when they, the, 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 the Indians at the time had all these pitching issues in the rotation, despite the fact that they were in first place. And they said, okay, you know what? We're going to bring Jarrett right up. Even though he's coming straight up from double a, let's see what we can do and develop him here. And it worked. That's a great call. Yeah. What, what, and, and you know, that was, their he became first the round. ace of the staff. <laughs> got, yeah, yeah. So guy pitched game seven of the world series and was I know. great I know. at age 21. And I know again, different regime. He was never the same after that. No, no, no. He peaked. He peaked. So I don't let's know. Let's talk I'd Adam like Miller. 
Talk Adam Miller too. Adam A T O M and his finger problems. Never yeah. could never could fix it. Never could no, fix it. No, but, uh, no, no I, I I think it's something to keep an eye on. Again, you got to give some of these guys time. I mean, Battenfield's pitched one game. You know, right. and, I have no problem giving him another start. I'm you know, fine with and it. Gaddis, you're right. Seattle was a bit rough. Oakland much better. Yankees rough. Last year we know what it looked like, but he's a different pitcher this year. But again, I just think Gaddis relies way too much on the fastball. I don't think there's a a full arsenal there yeah. like there is with Bybee and. We'll see. I mean, it's not, you know, it's going to be an interesting situation tonight because it's going to be freezing. I don't even know if they're going to play this thing, but uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, just, that's, it's a, funny. You know, that's I a concern. Got a <laughs> I, just got a text. I just got a text from Ags and he said, no way Guardians game is getting played this evening. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cold. And I mean, the weather was unreal this weekend. I couldn't even believe it, how you know warm it was. It's crazy for April to be, you know, comfortable on a Saturday night sitting outside and it's 70 yeah. degrees. It's awesome. Boy, it's really warm out. I wonder how long it will last. last. That's right. Yeah. I'm Ed Todd with you, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. We are brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, by the way, CFE, CFAD.net, Dr. Ben Hornstein. Best in the business when it comes to your teeth. What about Groove Ride? Are you back in the saddle or back over there in Woodmere? You know it, baby. Back in town, and yes, I am. I'm, I will be. I will be there this morning. I'll be there tomorrow morning. I'll be there Wednesday for my usual, workouts. In more, get a little, yeah, absolutely. Come, come to Deep Groove Bike Boot Camp, hottest <laughs> class on the East Side, baby. You are the Corner. face of Groove Ride as well on the social media. I just want that thrown out. That there. is true. Listen, they, you know, I am. It, it's mostly it's all female instructors except for me and Zoss, and uh, so yeah, I'm on there. There you go. Smile on my face. <laughs> and of course, a breaking tea.com. Get your t-shirts. Brand new Jose Ramirez shirt with him sliding in the home plate. And the uh, best. Oh, I love ear that ear. one. Jose shirt in blue. Check it out at breaking tea.com slash dairy. Go there right now. D-E-R-Y. Takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Yes, we know the Cavs lost it tonight, but it's a long series. So uh, check out, uh, get your Cavs gear. Maybe you're a Knicks fan. Nick's tape, you hey, can get can your. I, uh, can I just say one thing about that breaking T Jose shirt? First yeah. of all, it's so cool. I it I'm, is cool. That that's a photo that's going right on the office wall for sure. With he's, you know, laying there. But I saw on social media this week when you compared that to the Costanza photo, the timeless art of seduction. Oh that yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was that was some of your best work. I got <laughs> thank you, that thank was, you. That Shout was out to cool. Anthony Castrovitz, a Cleveland native, yeah, uh, from MLB.com. He kind of had that idea going but i added the photo yes so yeah it was good it was good no no it was good but uh, check out their uh, gear at breakingtea.com slash dairy um josh bell is back we got to get into that thank god you know i was on with uh ken carmen and daryl Ryder was in for a lima on friday and i called in and they had me on and um they were talking about josh bell and how worried we should be and i said well good news is he's going back to a ballpark he's familiar you called with. it you, i you totally called it it was amazing. i mean I just had a feeling like going back somewhere where there's there, he's going to get an ovation, which he did. There's no fans in the stands, which there weren't and just relax. And he drove the ball to the outfield time. I mean, like an actual home run, a double off the wall yesterday, turned to the right side, hit a double down the left field line to score a run. This is the Josh bell that uh, we were hoping for. So big weekend for him. And I'm excited about it. He was six for 12 this weekend with, Four doubles and a home run, and he drove in three. 
And, uh, you know, he raised, it's funny, heading into the weekend, his OPS was at 380. And his slugging percentage, uh, you know, he was he had a slugging percentage of 130. He's now up to 632 OPS. So uh, that shows you how quickly, you know, the trends can turn early in the season. But yeah, if this offense is going to be, we, we, you and I talk about this all the time. It, if this offense is going to be what it's going to be, it's got to be Josh Bell in the middle of the order driving guys in, especially with the issues that Josh Naylor has against lefties. And I do want to talk about Josh Naylor getting up there and swinging at these first pitches in big spots all the time. I know. Take a pitch, brother, man. Come on. I love him, Naylor, but him, like him and he, I, I just don't, sometimes I just don't understand the, the approach, but, but yeah, what we saw from Josh Bell is what we signed up for. And I loved seeing it. It just, it makes this lineup so lethal when you have him in the middle of the order there, because you know, right now, I think heading into the season and after last season, we were talking about, oh, you know, you got now you got Josh Bell and Naylor and, and, and Oscar Gonzalez in the middle of that order and, you know, really lengthens things. And Andres is going to be, you know, look at Andres hitting seventh. Well, you know, because Bell has been struggling, uh, you know, and because he should be hitting higher, Andres Jimenez has moved up into the five spot against right handed bat, uh, right handed pitching. Um, but, you know, what if in a perfect world, Bell is the one who's hitting you know, be basically it, it, it in the cleanup fourth, no matter what between the left. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, the switch hitter, you see it from both sides, which is really good. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people were concerned at the beginning of the season because he had struggled when he was traded from Washington to San, uh, San Diego last year. He was not great at, in San Diego. No. I think that's something we all glossed over when they signed him. We're like, oh, we got Josh Bell. He's he was been well, so great. And yeah, he, yeah, he homered he really he homered in the playoffs in against Diego. Max Scherzer. Yes, he and did. that was sort of like wow that the power that he had on that swing it was at at, at uh, in New York. So that was kind of like that's the Josh Bell that you know, right? But um, you're right. He did not have a great. He took him a second to get acclimated in San Diego. Same yeah. here. Yeah. And, I'm, still, I'm hitting him fourth. I'm moving him back up. I don't I don't want Naylor right now. I think Naylor needs to get what Josh Bell got two weeks ago, which was moved down a little bit. And well, let the yeah. other Josh breathe a little bit. Naylor started off hot, but Naylor's big issues, and when you get into the pitching matchups, you'll discuss it. Naylor's biggest issue continues to be he cannot hit left-handed pitching. And all of and I said this last week on the pod. All of these managers know when he comes back around in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, you have your late inning lefty ready for him because he's not hitting lefties. Um, so we'll see what happens this week because as as you talk about with that, when we get to the pitching matchups, you're, we're, we're seeing a lot of lefties this week. A lot. So, so maybe this is the time to give Naylor a little bit of a breather. Yeah, but I, I'm just I'm 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 happy for Josh Bell. He seems like such a good guy, and saw his interview. I think it was Friday night with Andre Nod on. He's the uh, he seems like a great guy, doesn't he? Uh, not paying their bills, Bally's. And um, <laughs> it's true. Um, and he was just, he does. he And he's just trying to get acclimated. And look, the swings are so much better. You know, the home run to right center was a, a bomb. I, I Don't you wonder like what clicks when a guy who hasn't driven the ball in three weeks, all of a sudden this weekend, he was driving the ball all week. All I know. Weekend. Even some loud outs, which is good. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and to segue into the next topic, you got a lot of lefties this week, which means Oscar Gonzalez is going to get, you know, a, a bulk of at bats. 
it seems like Will Brennan has jumped Oscar Gonzalez, um, you know, in 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 the eyes of of Terry Francona. I happen to agree with it right now. I mean, you know, Will Brennan even got a hit off, of, you know, he's hit lefties this weekend. Yeah, he, he's he's been really good and he's a far superior defender and he fits more of the profile that they're looking for, which is the, you know, the high contact, low strikeout guy. Um, now, with that said, if Oscar's going to let, let's say this weekend, Oscar or this week, Oscar's facing all these lefties and he's bad. Is is there a scenario where you see where he gets potentially sent down and someone like Richie Palacios, who's tearing it up in AAA or uh, Tyler Freeman, who's tearing it up in AAA, come up and get more of a shot? And then you have Arias kind of as your extra outfielder. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, if you if you bring up your Tyler thoughts. Freeman, where is he going to play? Well, or, I mean, transition more. I, I'm just saying from an extra bench role. Gotcha. And you're playing Brennan pretty much every day. And I then, think they know. want Freeman to play short every day, which okay. he's been doing, and he's been playing well. Rokio has been playing more second. Yeah, I think I've they're seen. doing some rotating though. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, um, if, well, here's I don't a, here's know. the I thing think about Oscar Rokio. Gonzalez. Okay. Like yesterday, the at bats are better. He uh, lined into a double play yesterday. Hit the ball hard. Hit it right to the first baseman. Um, he's going to have to play. I mean, to get out of this little slump he's in, Oscar Gonzalez is going to need to play. Now, I get the idea of Tito. Look, you could tell Tito loves Brennan. Loves him. Well, that, well, that's the thing. You know when Tito loves a guy, he's playing, he rides him, and he's doing that now. Yeah. The original the original host of the NFL Red Zone, Andrew Siciliano, texted me uh, yesterday <laughs> and said his parents were at the game uh, in D.C., and, um, you know, Will Brennan, I think Andrew's line, it was pretty good. He said, there's nothing but there's nothing but line drives in that bat, which is true. It just seems like Will Brennan sprays the ball to all fields, plays good defense, and you can tell Tito loves him. He's playing like every single day, even against the lefty yesterday he was out there. And that was Gonzalez, what, DH? Or no, Quan DH, Brennan played left. But Yeah, and, I, and Oscar was in right. Yeah, but I, I think this week with all these lefties, there's going to be opportunities where Naylor's going to sit, Bell's going to play first. Brennan will be in right and Oscar will DH and I have nothing. I have no issue with that, but I yeah, want to see Oscar play. Let's not just give up on him here. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying they should by any means, but this is the week for him to get his at bats. But like yes. there, you know, I have heard some rumblings about like, he's got to get his act together or, you know, like Terry, Terry Pluto, who doesn't put stuff out there unless he knows something in his column on Sunday, yesterday mentioned Something to the effect of, you know, guys who come up, they often go back down and to find themselves. And it, I, it, you know, referencing Jose Ramirez was up and then went back down and found himself. I don't think he's putting, I, I, you know, I, I don't think he's putting that out there lightly. Is my point. Gotcha. Well, I, I, I would hope that this week would be the week for him to heat up a little bit, get some opportunities to play. I get why Brennan's playing. He is a line drive machine. He's been clutch. Um, he's come up with some big hits, but um. You know, I think this week, especially Gonzalez needs an opportunity to play and, uh, and Naylor has to sit against the lefties. Not, maybe not every time, maybe Tito mixes and matches. Maybe there's a day Josh Bell gets a day off and Naylor plays first, but. Has Bell had a day off yet? Uh, I, I can't, I, I feel like he's still maybe one every day. Maybe, maybe one. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other I thing I think is, Jose DH, see... Jose DH one game. Arias couple, yeah. played third. 
and well, they this was it first. This was the other thing I was going to say. You're facing all these lefties this week. Arias is going to get some at bats too. I mean, you got to keep these guys fresh. And really, your bench is pretty much either whoever's not playing with Oscar or Will Brennan and Arias because you got the other two catchers and your four man bench. So yep. I think you're going to see Arias a couple times this week too. And you should. He had a horrible at bat yesterday. Five three, first and third, no out. Line was moving. He just kind of grounded a weak double play ball to short, and that sort of ended the the rally. And it was a six three game. Not, not, I mean, look, you score six runs against the Nationals, you should win. But it was not a great at bat. He's not hitting the ball that hard. But again, he's used to playing every day, and again, he's in that role of we'll mix and match you when we can to get you out there. Brennan doesn't seem to be phased by it. Start of the year when he was playing a few days a week here, a few days a week off, didn't bother him. He he's hitting no matter what. And uh, he's doing a great job. So it's a good problem to have, to have this kind of organizational depth. Which we have been guys... dying for in the outfield for how many years? Right. Which has been uh, which has been nice to see. Uh, you mentioned before about catching. Uh, yesterday, interesting play. I, I watched it, and then I, like, put my phone down for a second because I was with the, fam- uh, with the family. But, like, the straw throw, the tag by Zanino, and then the overturn. What did you think of that whole situation? I think if Zanino's leg, I mean, it. listen, in the moment, how how are you going to tell Mike Zanino, like, you need to take one step to your right to make sure, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's a reactionary play that you've been playing catcher the same way your whole life. I don't blame Zanino at all. I think it's a stupid rule, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I understand why they have the rule, because you don't want guys getting barreled over. So make it so you have to slide. Don't make it so you have to barrel someone over. I, I don't know how you... I just don't know how you can make a catcher make that split second decision to give a guy a lane. It's just I, I don't understand how you can do it. The uh, the Nationals color announcer, the the, the the analyst, I don't even know who it was. Um, yesterday, well, it used to be FP Santangelo, but he got like I think yeah, he got he's fired out, for sexual out, harassment. Yeah, I was listening the- to the uh, DC all weekend that's all i got too and i was yeah. listening to them um it, bob carpenter is the is the play-by-play man he's brutal. who, he's by brutal. the way referred to him as emmanuel class uh class a and he, james Corinchak. he's bad he's really bad see you later yeah, i remember there was the see you later uh fight that that occurred i not it's not a real fight but it was like a see you later um argument that occurred between um then Orioles play-by-play man and Cleveland broadcast legend Michael Ragai, who also said see you later. But he was see you later. I don't know. He and Bob Carpenter had a little feud about who see you later was the first one, but I digress. But the, the, whoever the analyst was for the Nationals yesterday immediately was saying, review it, no lane, no lane, no lane, saying that he was not giving him a lane to slide. Now, to me, I saw the replay. At first, I said he's out. Then I saw the replay. I thought the foot got down anyway, regardless of whether Zanino has not done a great job defensively. The dude is raking like crazy. I know it's crazy. He has two hits every game. (laughs) Well, listen, it's wild because we have been complaining about the catching position offensively, you know, basically since, you know, Carlos stopped catching. And now here we are. And we have a guy who's actually hitting and all we do is complain about his bad defense. I know. I know. Bieber said after the game yesterday that he really likes throwing to him and he feels like he has a good chemistry with Zanino. 
Zanino defensively yesterday lost was three of his four starts so far. I know. Now Zanino yesterday was better at blocking pitches. I still, what did we have? 12 wild pitch, 13 wild pitches. The first 12 games I read somewhere. And, and, and last year was like 46 for the entire season. Yeah. So that's got to change. But this week I thought the defense was better. I mean, what, what's interesting about it is everybody's running. So like, if you get, if you give up a single True, in, right. in major league baseball, it's a double, it's really a double. I Nobody's like throwing it, anybody don't out. You, but don't you like this? I do, but I think I think the pitchers are gonna have to adjust to it. I don't think they have yet. But like I think Jose yeah. got actually thrown out the other night trying to steal. I think on Saturday. Um, but other than that, that's the only time I can remember anybody being thrown out. It just seems I like mean, it's we a, are run, and we run more than most teams do. I think I saw that the Guardians were had 19 steals and the Nats only had six or something. I think I saw that this weekend on the broadcast. Yeah. But uh so it is a it, it's going to take some time for these pitchers to get adjusted to it, I, I think for sure. But you no, know, Zanino yesterday, I mean, that was a heck of a play by Straw. Man, was that a, a great throw! I tweeted this yesterday. I think, you know, everyone knows he's a great defensive player. I think even as great as he is, he's underrated. How? When, when was the last time you remember the Indians slash Guardians having a center fielder with an arm like that? I mean, he. He'll play things off the wall and throw it like on the dead fly hard to third base, like no problem. The, I mean, the, the one guy has season, a freaking cannon. The one there. season of Zimmer when he played center, but he made that he one diving hurt. catch at Comerica yeah. Park. He had a pretty good arm, but he was yes, never he reliable and he couldn't play every day. Straw plays every day. And that was a heck of a throw. Heck of a throw. What are you eating, by the way? What do you got? Looks good. <laughs> Turkey sausage burrito from Ed's. That's right. That's nice. right. A lot of protein there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to good. put it on gotta you. Do, I didn't want to We're on the run here. I got a built bar here somewhere. Supposedly, I'm trying to set up a breakfast, a breakfast with uh, one Zachary Meisel at some point this week. We'll see if that occurs. Nice friend of the program. Take him down to uh, Zeph's there in a beautiful uh, Eastern Market. All right. Um, what else we got? In, we got we got pitching matchups. Everything we, we just can't get into that pitching matchups and uh, yeah, because it's an interesting week. I think this is a you know it's it's good. These matchups are going to be very interesting. But this is this this is the time to make some hey. You got some some crappy teams this week. Yeah, no, I would say so. Uh, all right, so let's do this. So tonight for the so three games uh, in Detroit as the road trip continues. Uh, Guardians will play two night games and a day game on Wednesday, off day on Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Miami Marlins. This schedule is so weird. Yeah, let's let's send Miami to Cleveland in April for their loan visit. So dumb. I'll be there Friday and Sunday, by the way. There, there you go. But uh, tonight, scheduled, uh, this is a 640 first pitch uh, tonight. I like those, uh, I, I like those three 7 o'clock starts, by the way. Uh, the I will be there. Will be over at like 8, you know, before 9. I will be there uh, tonight for uh, Hunter Gaddis against Matthew Boyd. He's back with the uh, he's back with the Cats. All right, I can't believe he's back. He got like ten million for one year. What a what a world that that. By the way, kids or parents who are listening, put a ball in your kid in your kid's left hand and teach Man. them how to, teach them how to pitch because if you're a left-handed pitcher, you will and, and you get to the majors, you'll last way longer than you should only because you throw from the left side. Isn't that crazy? 
Um, now, again, uh, Detroit got rained out yesterday, so he was supposed to pitch, so everybody got moved back. Uh, Tuesday night, Peyton Battenfield against Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, also, he's back from his little uh, hiatus last year. Actually, not pitching badly. He's all right. Um, and then Wednesday afternoon, I'll be grabbing a Bucharest sandwich and heading over for Cal Quantrill and Spencer Turnbull. You know, we didn't really touch on Cal at all today. Yeah, you know, he went the other night. He went six and gave up. He battled through, and, and and he that's what he does. But I think he's more. They they in in a perfect world, Cal's like your fourth starter, right? Yes. I mean, he's an inning. I I hate using the term he's an innings eater, but he's a six inning three run guy. He's not. He's he not. He quality doesn't have the ceiling, right? He's a quality starter. He doesn't have that ceiling of these other guys. And that's another reason I want to see Bybee because if Bybee's as good as we think he's going to be, it would elevate everybody else. Cal back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so off day on, on uh, Thursday, Friday night, uh, Zach Plesak, or as I referred to him the other night on text, Zach Plesak. <laughs> oh, so I mean, I just getting, just I getting blistered again in the is what first you're telling me. <laughs> Say it again. I said, so I have to see Plesak again. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Friday night against uh, something called Braxton Garrett. Even me at Mr. NL only. And I had a I bad week. Heard, I never heard that. Name. So did I. I'm in. Uh, I'm I lost in one, nine to one. Oh, not good. Well, yeah. I got major injury problems. I, I got Turdlander, Jeffrey Springs, and Tristan are my three top pitchers. They're all injured. Yeah, it's trouble. Yeah, no good. Uh, Braxton Garrett is left-handed. So again, so you got three out of four to start the week lefties. Uh, Saturday, what time's the Saturday game? I didn't even look and see what time that game was on Saturday. Is that a four? I think it's 410. I'll double check briefly while you're talking. Go ahead. Saturday is a really good matchup. Shane Bieber against Sandy Alcantara. Oh, who, he's uh, really good. Yeah, but he has not been good this year. ERA over five and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. He got bombed by the Diamondbacks the other day. Okay. Um, yeah, that game... I, I am trying to go back to the you feel like a magnet schedule by your computer. Oh yeah. It's right here. What am I doing? Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's right here. <laughs> um, oh, but I don't have my readers, so it's going to be hard to see. Uh, oh my God. It, I cannot see that. 610, 610. 610. Yes. And then uh, Sunday, this ought to be interesting. Hunter Gaddis against lefty Jesus Lazardo. You want to talk about someone that's nasty. Lazardo can pitch, man. Did that they dude, get they, did they, they get him, him from, from the someone? A's. Yeah, that's what I thought. Eric, the actor's A's? Yes. But yes. Uh, so f- uh, this week, six games, four of the left-handed starters. You're going to see plenty of Oscar Gonzalez this week. And and, and here, here's the thing. Going back, one last comment. I'm looking at this. You know, they got it all lined up in terms of pitchers. You look now and it says Gaddis, Battenfield, Quantrill, Plesak, Bieber. Gaddis, right. Battenfield, Quantrill, Plesak. That is gross. That's not a. That's not a. As Mark Shapiro once said, that's not a championship caliber rotation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. So, Tanner uh, Bybee, I hope to see you soon, buddy. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If he continues to dominate, I mean, we're we're playing to win here. This is not. And I know it's early, and you want to give guys opportunities, and Battenfield deserves it, and Gaddis pitched well enough to make the team out of spring training, but. Uh, now you still got to get people out. 
you have Gaddis and Batfield going in back-to-back days and they both blow up, then your bullpen's shot. Exactly, and Curry can only go in one of those two games to to back him up, really. So I think they're trying to get through this easy stretch with Washington, Detroit, Miami, Colorado, you know, with those guys. Because after that, you you go to Boston, to New York, and the Twins come in here. So that's probably the time where you may see them. Boston's no great shakes either, by the way. No, they're terrible. I know but it's never so, easy it's to still win going at the to Fenway. Fenway. Right, it's still going to Fenway. The fans. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone never... call it that other than you, you and me? <laughs> the fans. It's true. Oh, man. All right, anything else good? You got any other gossip you want to uh, talk about? <laughs> be, 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 be careful. No, no comment. That's no comment. No comment. No. All right. There's going to be a talking to today. That's all. <laughs> Man, we are uh, getting shout ready. Out, by the Wait. way, to uh, one oh, of our here. listeners, uh, cousin Matt Goodwin, he uh, he hit me up the other day. He was he was not happy with uh, Underwood and Manning. So any anytime people want to uh, vent to us, you can. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. It was yesterday. You know, our uh, uh, other cousin Matt Grossman was uh, at in in DC. He and his his son Nick, who works for the uh, Washington Capitals, were were there uh, Friday night to see that W. And they went back Saturday, but it was rain delayed. And they're a couple of big Cavs fans, so they I don't think they ended up staying Saturday because it was delayed. How so dumb! Far. This is the dumbest thing. The Cavs played Saturday. Now they're not they playing Saturday. Tuesday. Yeah, this but that's dumb... not that bad. That's stupid. Three days in between games or whatever? Come on. Is it bad that I didn't watch one second of that game? I Josh would literally Hart, had man. I literally had the Guardians game on my iPad in the hotel and I didn't have the television on. Yeah. Did, so, yeah that's a nice second. win for the Knicks. A lot of a lot of these road teams are winning game. How about the Miami Heat went into Milwaukee yesterday and won? I was listening to a radio show this morning. Uh uh well, I was listening to Kenny and Anthony, and it was Ken and Daryl. And they I had someone Darryl on. Ryder. I'm not. I'm not going to out this person because he's a nice guy. Yeah. But it was talking about the Cavs, and everything was this: JB and 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 Donovan and Darius and and everything and and Jarrett and and Kevin is now on Miami, and he's doing so. And, and I, I, know, I was like, "What do you play for the like team? First here? Names. What do you play for the team? Everything yeah. was first name. He kept he kept saying Dean about Dean Wade. Like, Who is <laughs> Dean? Dean? I'm no like, offense who's, who's to Dean Wade, about? but he's not first. He hasn't made it to the first name pedestal yet. I didn't Are know you... who he was talking about. And I love Dean Wade from Kansas State. I, I Sure. Because, you know, I don't follow the NBA. I don't know what's going on on that team. But like, it was just, yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, if you're someone like me who doesn't really follow the NBA, shouldn't you say last names? I don't know who he's talking about. Yeah. Dean, yeah. Donovan, I get. Okay. That's a superstar player. All right. Well, if you're talking about the Guardians, you say Jose. You talk about Shane, all right? Yeah, Shane's no one says Shane. Shane. What's he's that? A Bieber. No one's cool. Calls him Shane. No, but you. Bieber. But he's earned the right for a first name. You know, if you're saying Shane Bieber and you're calling him Shane, you right. know who it is. And right. Jose too. But like Dean, come on, he's not. Yeah. He has not it made it. Very, to the- it was very funny. It was very funny. And this and this guy's a good dude, and he's a really good writer. And I just I was like, come on, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about here. Yeah, come on, Jason. Um, <laughs> I think that's, I'm guessing that's who it is. <laughs> he's a good guy. I don't really know him, but he's a good you're pretty. Writer. You're pretty good. You're pretty good. I picked up on it. I picked up on it. Cause I think yeah. I saw their rundown on who their guests were. Ah, all right. So when are you going to be back on the air over there? 
You got any? I was on uh, Saturday with Garrett Bush for a segment. He and I. Oh, you went back we again. Do every Saturday. You were great. You were great uh, with with Ken and Daryl. Thank you. Friday. Yeah. You were great. Friday, was, I was on. With it those was guys. really yeah. good. It was good and informative, and they asked good questions, and it was really good. Yeah, no, it was good. I love being a part of the uh, fan family. I think it's a really good station, and Andy Roth's as good a program director as I've ever worked with. Actually, he's probably the best top, you've ever worked with. Top two. Oh yeah. Well, what Tom Bigby with the D. I was just going to say, what about that Texan? I couldn't think of his name. Big yeah, Tom. Bigby. Rest in yeah. peace. Rest in yeah. peace. Love that man. Taught me so much. All right, uh, that'll do it for the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com. Let me say one more thing. Quick shout out to Dr. Borland and his family. And I'm thinking of all of, of everyone in the Dr. Borland family. That's all I'm going to say. Got it. All right. Uh, we're brought to you by Groove Ride, Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net. And always, uh, we are brought to you by our friends at Breaking Tea T-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. We are out of room and out of here. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.